Hello, everyone, and welcome back to I Fucking Love This Movie and Cheap Entertainment Video. Welcome to Birthday Cast 35. You're probably sitting there wondering, what the hell is Birthday Cast 35? Well, it's my post-birthday podcast, and I turned 35 yesterday. And on this Birthday Cast, I'm going to be revealing my top 10 favorite movies of all time. So yesterday was my birthday. I turned 35, had a wonderful day, hung out the house, and then towards the evening... Uh, my wife took me to a secret location. She had something planned. We ended up at a beer brewery. I walk in and I was greeted by my friends and family. First time I ever had a surprise party. I had it happen at age 35. Just, I had a wonderful evening. For those of you that were there, thank you so much for coming out. It's great to see you. It was great to catch up and, you know, drink some beers and have a good time. So again, thank you so much for coming out. Huge thank you to my wife for planning all this. And also, Huge thank you to Krista, Shonda, and Emily for helping my wife out. Ladies did an amazing job. I'm just so humbled. Like, I just, I loved yesterday. Probably the greatest birthday I ever had. So, thank you, everyone. Uh, the only really movie-related thing I have is, I guess they're doing a Spinal Tap sequel. Uh, I'm for it. I think there's so much stuff they can do now with their age. I mean, they're kind of hitting the retirement age. Uh, Spinal Tap is kind of hitting retirement age, especially with the whole farewell tour shit that bands pop do every so often. I can't wait to see it. Uh, A lot of people are on the fence about it. They're like, what's so wrong with this Spinal Tap? There's nothing wrong with it. But we live in a time now where you can do a long-awaited sequel, and it'd be great. I mean, look at Blade Runner 2049. Look at Bill and Ted Face the Music. I mean, it can be done. And I do have faith that the Spinal Tap sequel will be amazing. You know, we'll just have to wait and see. But speaking of Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, this arrived today at my house. I don't know who got it for me. It was on my birthday list. I uh, sent out Amazon list for my birthday. The future is a wonderful place. Um don't know who got it for me, so thank you, whoever did buy this for me, if you're watching and or listening. So I got it, pretty stoked. I got the other two on uh, Blu-ray. I got the Shout Factor releases. I was looking at it, and then, you know, the digital code. I was like, oh, I already got this digitally. I uh, bought it a couple months, some time ago, because my daughter wanted to watch it. I bought all three of them. It was like three for like $25. Really good deal on Voodoo. And I'm sitting there, I was like, man, I really don't want to go the I don't want the digital code to go to waste. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to give the digital code away. And if you want it, all you got to do is repost a picture of me holding this and uh, tag us, tag the podcast into the description, and I will pick a winner at random to receive the digital code. So our uh, Instagram handle is I fucking love this movie. And I think it's without the U and the C. I will have it in the description below. But yeah, all you got to do is share it on Instagram, tag us, and I will choose a winner at random to get the digital code. So first contest, pretty stoked about it. So without further ado, here's my top 10 favorite movies of all time. And excuse me, they really haven't changed much, which is surprising. Actually, I take that back. My all-time favorite movie is a pretty recent one, and we'll get there. So, number 10, Highlander. I grew up watching this movie, and it's just, it's awesome. What more can I say about Highlander? Um, The whole immortal thing, man, like, it just, my imagination, especially watching this as a kid, it's just like, what would you do if you could live forever, you know? Like, and it's kind of something I think about every, especially when I watch this movie, like, damn, how would you get away with it now? Like, and... 
still one of the best movies I've ever seen. Still probably one of the most, you know, inventive, innovative movies I've ever seen. Uh, I hear they're rebooting this. You know, I, I'll give it a chance, but I don't know. I don't know if you could even come close to this. You know, I'm pretty, pretty uh, bullheaded about, especially when it comes to the original Highlander. The sequels, you know, Highlander 2 was all right. There was some pretty innovative stuff. I love the way it looked. Uh, Stuart Copeland's score is amazing. Uh, three, try to get back to basics like this. Uh, four, really try to get back to basics in game. Uh, I think dad and I cried when Connor died in, in game. Spoiler alert, I'm sorry, but I, I do warn you on the page, spoilers may happen. Um, the director's cut, I absolutely love it. It's probably one of the few movies I will watch the director's cut over the theatrical version, simply because it branches out. It's like a tight, it's more of a, it, like I said, it expands the universe a little bit and just, I don't know, it just feels more complete than the theatrical one. I know it's not that much different, but to me, like, it's more complete, so... Yeah, Highlander. Number 10. Number 9, Donnie Darko. Uh, I first seen this in high school. Uh, somebody left a bunch of DVDs at our house, and I was in my room, and my dad threw uh, the Donnie Darko DVD on my bed. He's like, oh, this was pretty dumb, but I think you'll like it. True story. I think I watched it two, three times that week, that weekend, because I'm pretty sure he threw it, threw it at me on a Friday. I love it. It's so weird. It's, you know, so anti, you know, teenager, so anti high school. It's just crazy. Even though Donnie went to a private school, but still it's like anti adolescence. And I hated being a teenager. I hate to sound pessimistic and just kind of down, but like I, I did not enjoy it. Uh, theatrical version is my preferred version. The director's cut was all right. But I just felt it was a little too much. So this is definitely a go-to. The theatrical... This movie is definitely, you know, the one I definitely go to the theatrical version for. Uh, amazing 4K transfer. Arrow did a wonderful job. And if you don't have this and you love this movie as much as I do or even more than I do, I highly recommend picking it up. So we, I got a couple sequels on my uh, top 10. And this is the first. Back to the Future Part 2. I mean, I love the original Back to the Future, but I felt this was more, this was better. Uh, definitely one of the few sequels that definitely outdid the first one. I mean, you know, we're talking like Godfather Part Two, Empire Strikes Back, Dawn of the Dead. You know, Back to the Future Part Two is definitely up there with those incredible sequels. Um, I, you know, even though we lived through 2015, I still love it. You know, I loved this as a kid because I was like, is this what the future is going to look like? Um, I just thought it was perfect. Like the whole future thing, you know, and then kind of, you know, the alternate 1985, how they like altered time. And then they had to work to get it back to the, like the real 1985. And then the perfect segue to the third one. And that was one of the other things I loved about it too. It's like, I got done watching this and then they had the preview for back to the future part three. I don't know why I loved it. I just thought it was so cool. And, I love Back to the Future Part 1 and even 3 too, but this one's like my favorite out of the three. S number seven, we got Mallrats. I'm not going to go too much in the detail about this because my last podcast, I went into great detail why I love Mallrats. So if you want to know about my uh, love for this movie, please check out my last podcast. Uh, I love the Arrow version of this. 
but I will always have a soft spot for this one because it was probably one of the first DVDs I bought and actually paid full price for. It was like 30 bucks. Is normally, especially being a teenager, I would always have to wait. I always wait for stuff to go on sale because, you know, I didn't have that much money as a teenager. I didn't start working full time until I was probably like 17. So $30, but definitely well spent. One of my all time favorite DVDs. I'll never part with this. So number six is going to be like number seven. I'm not going to say too much about it because I'm actually working on an episode for the movie I've chosen to be my uh, sixth favorite movie of all time. And it's Repo Man. Love this movie. You can probably be like, oh, that's where your screen names come from. Uh, first copy ever bought, 13 years old. I bought it at Kmart. So yeah, number six, Repo Man. So my next two movies were written by the same guy. Complete coincidence. So first up, Fast Times at Regiment High, number five. Um, very like real, organic, like teen movie. Like shot like a very documentary style kind of film and for me like the cameras like a character it's like somebody observing all these people and their lives and whatnot that's kind of what i felt like in high school because i was kind of like withdrawn and like quiet and i just kept to myself but like i was observing everybody else kind of so i kind of felt like that and that's one of the reasons i love this movie but as far as like characters are concerned i was definitely ratner Still kind of am. Like, if I have to be honest, like, I'm definitely Ratner. But another thing I love about this movie was, like, I knew all these people. Like, I knew Jess Spicoli. I knew Brad Hamilton. I knew Stacy. I knew Linda, you know. And we all had teachers like Mr. Hand and Mr. Vargas and one of that. So, like, that's one of the reasons I really love it is because it's just very real. And definitely, like, high school was definitely like this for me. So, that's another reason why I love Fast Times at Original High. So, number four. We got another Cameron Crowe movie, Almost Famous. And, you know, all these movies mean the world to me, but this one, most definitely, you know. I remember seeing it in the theater and just, like, the movie was over, you know, on the ride home. I kept telling my mom, I was like, dude, I want to be like William Miller. You know, I hate high school. I would love nothing more than the write for Rolling Stone magazine and go tour with my favorite band. You know, because there was two characters from cinema I really wanted to be like. One was Brody Bruce, and the other was uh, William Miller, and whatnot. Just an awesome love letter to music in general. And Stillwater's like one of the best bands that never existed. Just my God, I mean, that's one of the reasons I bought this version. It's because of the Stillwater cd and i know they reissued it on vinyl i actually was going to ask for that for my birthday but i was like nah i don't want anybody to spend like 150 dollars on me um one of the rare along with highlander one of the few movies that i will watch the director's cut you know there was like a half hour cut out of this movie i felt really fucking cheated when i saw the bootleg cut i was like how did you do that it just expands the world that you know these characters live in and whatnot and that's why i really love the bootleg cut and i highly recommend Actually, I think it's the only cut that's available now. Um, I remember there was a time you only could buy the theatrical version. Um, this took me a while to track down. It was This one was not an easy easy one to find. And then, of course, I buy this, and I think five or six years later, I found the bootleg cut on Blu-ray and like the $8 bin at Walmart. I was like, what? It was so easy for me to get it on Blu-ray. This took me like the longest time, and it was not cheap. I think even on Amazon now, it's still not cheap. But it's out on 4K and Blu-ray and whatnot. So, And I'm pretty sure it's on streaming. 
Number three, Dawn of the Dead. Probably the best horror movie I have ever seen. I remember this movie had a reputation, and I remember my Uncle Greg just being like, it is the best horror movie of all time. You got to see it. And the my original copy of this is an Anchor Bay release, Clamshell. It was the one that had the multicolor of the uh, infamous... Uh, flannel zombie on it it was the u.s theatrical cut i think this is what this is or no it was the director's cut it was the cans cut this is the theatrical one. It's the 126 minutes one i'm pretty sure that's the theatrical cut and i'm pretty sure the cans cut is i think like 134 143 minutes something like that and then the argento cuts like 110 or something i don't know i could be wrong on the run times if you really want to know the run times you know imdb it but um I bought this at a VHS swap meet because I this this version in particular, the Thorn EMI version, uh, had the reputation for being one of the best releases, and so I got it. Here it is. Uh, yeah, my all-time favorite horror movie, and it still lives up. I love watching this. You know, a yearly watch. Obviously, I mean, all these are these are my top ten, but I love it. Still stands out. Um, nothing can really compare to it for me. And I loved how it looks so grand in scale, but like it was a very low budget movie. I mean, you can never tell that it was a low budget movie. So Dawn of the Dead, number three. Number two should be nobody's surprise, a clockwork orange. Probably the most brutal, gritty film I have ever seen. And the fact that a major studio released this just still shocks me. You know, 50 years later, I mean, they're still putting this thing out. And it's funny, too, because uh, they did The Devils, too. And The Devils is, like, controversial in itself. I mean, look that up. Ken Russell's The Devils. They will not release The Devils, but they'll, you know, release this. I mean, happy. don't get me wrong. I'm happy that, you know, this gets celebrated and released the way it does. But I just think it's kind of ironic. But anyway, like I said, the most brutal, grittiest film I've ever seen. Um. And for me, like what I take away from it is, you know, I think Stanley at one point felt kind of competition with like the new Hollywood coming in. I mean, the, these film school students that were getting like, uh, contracts through major studios to kind of do like real pictures. And I feel like he felt challenged, you know, he didn't want to be like a dinosaur, you know, you know, kind of left in the dust, if you will. I know that saying probably doesn't make any sense, but um, so he came out with this, and like I said, it's the most brutal, grittiest film ever made, one of them. And you know, he kind of showed these new Hollywood guys, like, hey, I, I can stand toe to toe with you. I'm not just the 2001 guy or the Doctor Strange love guy. I'm, you know, look, and I love this movie so much, it's tattooed on me. I mean, what more? What more can you say about Clockwork Orange that hasn't been said? Just movie's 50 years old and still packs a punch. I mean that. That speaks volumes. So my favorite movie of all time, it's a fairly recent movie and it might shock some of you or not shock some of you. But my favorite movie of all time is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. For me, this movie defines why I love movies. Like, I think it's one of the greatest films ever made. And it surprises people that like out of all the Tarantino stuff, you pick this one. I was like, well, this movie was made for like film nerds, you know, people that love cinema. And just like uh, Almost Famous was a love letter to music, this is a love letter to movies. And you can just, you can tell this, there was a certain kind of passion with this one that kind of set this and his other movies apart. And 
I just, I can't say enough about it. It blew me away the first time I seen it. I seen it in 35 millimeter at the gateway and just, I'm still like, it's a movie that still leaves me in awe with each viewing. And I've seen it multiple times. I watch it multiple times a year and I just, I can't say enough about it, but this will be an episode of the podcast. I'm definitely going to need help with this. And I have someone enlisted for such a task. So that'll do it. What are your top 10 favorite movies? Please tell me in the comments below. Um, don't forget about the contest. I will leave the uh, Instagram screen name in the description below. So I think that'll do it. I hope this turns out really well. First time I've ever really played to two crowds. You know, I got the YouTube crowd and then I got my, you know, podcasting crowd. So I hope I did it good. Hope everybody enjoyed it. And that'll do it. Until next time, everybody. Thank you.